Hey friends and welcome back to another episode of Chronic But Iconic with me, your host Sophie Ward. You may know me as Sophie Wardy on Instagram where I obviously share my journey with Lyme disease on there and I sort of post about lifestyle in general as well as travel of course. I also run my own blog, So Fantastic, which obviously again I blog about my own experiences offering advice and travel deals for you all too. But obviously here on the podcast I do like to delve into issues that affect us all I feel. Um, not just people with you know chronic illnesses but just generally just you know friendship, lifestyle, travel hacks that we could all do with some travel hacks here and there and health and wellness and just a bit of everything that I think people can relate to on so many levels so I hope you enjoy and yeah let's delve in Hey friends and welcome back to another episode of Chronic But Iconic. Great to have you back and today I'm so so excited because I'm talking about my passion and that is travel and I thought it would be great to have some travel hacks and secrets on the um, podcast this series because of course we all kind of want to explore the world a lot more and even if we kind of feel a bit fearful about it I want to kind of get people you know, beyond their front door, beyond their front gate, because we are so gifted and so blessed with such an amazing world out there with so many countries to explore. And I think we'd be quite surprised about um, all the countries that are really accommodating that maybe you thought weren't very accommodating. So I kind of just want to break all that down for you today. So I'm really, really excited about this episode, as I was saying, because travel is my passion. And um as you all know, recently I became a travel business owner, which means that I can book travel for all you guys. And it means the world to me. And for people to give me feedback saying, you know, I didn't think I'd be able to travel again, but I'm going to go here, there and everywhere. It just fills me up so much because I know when I first got really poorly, it was one of the things that I used as an escape. It was one of the things that kind of helped me learn about people, helped me learn about what I was going through and the pain I was feeling and, and life in general. Um, because after swimming, I kind of was in a sort of depression, like blur and fog. And I kind of played the victim and I didn't know what crime I committed. I didn't know I was becoming more and more poorly. And when you get out into the world, you start to realise that everybody is going through their own struggles and problems and it's how they deal with it and you can learn so much just from listening and that was kind of what unlocked my kind of like love and joy for passion uh, love and joy and passion love and joy and passion for travel and it's just kind of stemmed from there and grown and I've just loved it and you know unfortunately when I first did get diagnosed with Lyme three years ago I kind of put travel on hold for a little bit just because I was just kind of digesting and processing everything that was going on in my life and it was very difficult and I just had to come to terms with everything and I kind of felt like I was never going to travel again if I'm um, if I'm honest because it got to the point where I was traveling and I was becoming more poorly but it was because I wasn't really doing much of my research and that's kind of why this travel business is so important to me because it's making me you know actively go out and explore 
ways and and hacks and be savvy about travel and really help not just myself travel with you know a smoother process and be able to do more of it but also to help others in the process because chronic illness is isolating and it's very I don't know it's just like a prison that you just feel trapped in and it's awful and a lot of us are housebound some of us are bedridden and we just lose our lust for life and travel just gives us that back and it just gives us that sense of control back and we get so much from it so I just kind of want to break down some of the things that could make the whole process so much smoother so let's kick start so to begin with um, obviously when you sort of book your trip it can often be very stressful because we all want to get to wherever we want to go early enough like we don't want to be arriving at the resort or the location at like nine o'clock at night it's just not great so it often means that we have to take the, the early morning flight now again um if you're like me who has medication to make them drowsy because of their insomnia this can cause issues when you're going through the airport because it's all still in your system and you look like a zombie, you feel like a zombie, you're barely functioning. You've got to carry bags, you've got to think about passport control and security and there's so much going through your brain and you just, you're just trying to function. So I think sometimes it's great to actually think about, you know, booking a hotel in advance and I'm not being silly guys but for what you pay for parking or even a taxi to the airport especially for us who are about an hour away from Manchester or Liverpool you're looking at kind of like sort of 120 pounds really if you're going like there and back which is crazy um and even parking for a week you're looking at sort of 80 pounds um which is just again crazy but there's a lot of hotels around um, the airport and if you're part of my so fantastic travel group on facebook which really you guys you know come and join us it's going to be great to have you over there but every week I'm adding to the files and one of the files um, that I've put on that you can print off is a range of different airport um, hotels for different like airport locations so it's like Newcastle, it's London, um, Heathrow, Luton, Gatwick, Manchester, Liverpool, Leeds, Birmingham, um, Edinburgh. I've just tried to kind of do like the spectrum of the whole country of just places where you can stay and it's often cheaper to do a night um in a hotel because you get the parking a lot of the time free um a lot of the sort of close um hotels it's either like a 15 minute walk or they put a free shuttle on sometimes if they're a bit further afield it can be like seven pounds per person for the shuttle over to the airport but again we can do your research and you can really like get a great deal so that's something to really consider and like i say it kind of it takes a lot of stress out because you can start your um, vacation a little bit early because you can get to the air, uh, airport early. You can get into your hotel, you can just chill, you can have a nice dinner, go to bed early and be ready and awake in time for your trip in the next morning. And also like when you check into the airport, they'll always ask um, what time your flight is and um, they should recommend um, what time like shuttle wise you should take because they'll they'll book you on a shuttle but if you have booked an airport lounge and you want to be there slightly early just tell them that you've booked a lounge and that you've kind of got 
kind of a time in mind and they'll sort that out for you and then it won't be a, an issue at all so yeah that's something definitely to um think about and if you're thinking about sort of what hotels are available a lot of the times a premier inn um, crown plaza the marriott there's those kind of hotels that you're kind of looking at and you kind of sometimes looking between sort of like 89 pounds to about 134 pounds um a night for those so again like if you're going for like a girls weekend and there's a few of you you can probably get a family room or two double beds or whatever so that's something definitely to consider um again airport lounges oh it's just like a godsend like me and my mum did it for the first time um like we've done it with sort of version where you get the version lounges but we've never actually done like an airport lounge um so we did it for the first time when we went out to Alicante this time and I have to say like I was a bit unsure at first because um there's obviously the escape lounge and there's a spire lounge at um, Manchester Terminal 1 and the escape lounge is more buffet style whereas this the spire lounge is kind of more um you sort of order off the menu type thing and I just thought for sort of four o'clock in the morning we're probably not going to want a full breakfast we're just kind of want to like pick at things so I went for the Aspire lounge uh, sorry the escape lounge and I have to say like I, I thought it was amazing and my mum thought it was amazing too Um, you can read all the newspapers and magazines and you can just help yourself and you get access into there for like three hours before your flight so there's enough time to really just chill out and you're away from all the hustle and bustle and I know for me um, the hustle and bustle really zaps me mentally and when I'm mentally tired like I just can't function properly and it affects my physical sort of um, functioning as well so I think it's something that we will definitely do more of in the future and you know I can always try and get you a good deal as well on that so normally it's between sort of 23 to 25 um, pounds per person children are obviously discounted because they don't sort of eat as much as adults and things like that um, but it depends what time and what season you go in so um, just obviously just be aware that f- um, prices can sort of go up and down the Aspire Lounge is slightly more because you get a view of the runway and obviously you order off the menu so it's a bit more sort of like um sort of service rather than self-service to, to the escape lounge but if I'm honest kind of I like just kind of helping myself to little bits and pieces um and it, it was a nice atmosphere you know you've got the tv and um, you've got the screens so you can keep up to date with what's going on so I highly recommend it um and like I said you know by the time you've paid for your paper your snacks you you know your sandwich your drink and maybe you'll get something on the plane you've easily blown that 25 pounds so that's something to really really consider is if you're going to be sort of spending a lot in the airport maybe it's just worth just kind of investing in a lounge and just having as much or as little as you want and um like i said you can have us you know all the drinks as well are included apart from champagne but girls if you're going for a weekend prosecco yes you can get prosecco and um, so that's something to consider and obviously you've got your spirits your beers your ciders as well as your soft drinks so yeah it's, it's definitely worth it and like i said you know it takes a lot of stress away and especially with everything going on with this virus currently people are obviously a bit um worried about being in mass crowds so the lounges are a great way to kind of get away from the hustle and bustle 
Um, it's also recently come to my attention that if you struggle with an invisible illness or a chronic illness, you can actually now go at check-in and say, obviously, that you've you've got an invisible illness, a chronic illness. Like, as I think, I don't think you need documentation right now, but I would just in case people kind of abuse it. But um, just take like a doctor's note or your prescription, just showing like you have got maybe you know a chronic illness or, um, like for me Lyme disease. Um, if I took sort of my um positive in results and things like that that might help but you can get like a sunflower um lanyard and this lanyard um like I said you can get in check at uh, check-in and it kind of fast tracks you so that you don't have to stand in queues um you know the staff will be very accommodating they've all been trained on how to um assist you in the best of their ability so if the airport um system is really something that really stresses you out it may maybe something that you should um think about and consider and like i said you know this is free so you can see people probably abusing it so i would just take documents in case just to prove that you need this and require this service and that you aren't just taking the mickey so that you can access this if you um obviously don't to have um, an invisible illness or a chronic illness but you don't like standing in queues maybe it's just something that stresses you out if you don't like crowds you can also purchase a fast track and um, i can help that uh, help you with that as well as hotels parking and lounges fast track normally ranges between 12 pounds and 16 pounds and um you know obviously it depends on what season you're traveling in as well and what time you're traveling in um, but it is very very helpful it's very useful to a lot of people so that's obviously something to bear in mind pre-booking airport parking is also highly recommended you can save up to 70 percent if you pre-book which is just insane and and again i can help you with that if it's something that you really really need and you think that um obviously driving is more than what you want to do rather than taxiing or getting the train or even getting a hotel i can look into that for you um kind of wheelchair and wheelchair assistance again the same thing with the lanyard it is now free of free of charge to um request airport assistance and you have to do it through the airline but just be aware that um it may in the future be something that the airlines charge for it shouldn't be and i don't think it's right that they, sh- they do charge but um you know of the way of the world just just be aware that it could happen um but you can currently book airport assistance free of charge and um you just need to say if you need a wheelchair right up to the gate and right up to the plane or whether you can walk a certain distance and again um staff are all very trained um to accommodate you to the best of ability and if the airline know um, and are aware then they can help you in every way shape or form and this also means that you can be fast-tracked as well they normally allow like one carer to go with you as well so if you are traveling with a group just be aware that if there's like four or five of you there may only be one person that can come um, with you through the fast track and through security and help you on the plane so just be aware of that you may be slightly split up from the group. Um, I, this is another thing that's it's it's kind of a hack in the sense that 
Um, if you're traveling with someone who is wheelchair bound, a lot of kind of attractions within cities sometimes discount carers or um, allow like a plus one to go through on a discounted rate. Um, this often depends from city to city and from obviously um, location to location and attraction to attraction. They're all very, very different. But um, the, it, pre-booking these kind of things is also highly recommended because you can obviously let the people know um, if you are wheelchair bound, it's always great to just drop them a little note. Um, it's the same with restaurants. If you've got allergies and things like that, they always kind of ask if there's any special requests or requirements just so that they can be better prepared. And I know when um, I did all my tours in America, me and my best friend, we, we pre-booked a lot of our attractions and we got such like amazing rates and it meant that we could do so much more. And it's always great if you're traveling in the summertime to book in the wintertime because um, obviously the companies are doing like big, big, massively discounted rates um, because they want the bookings. So that's something to really take advantage of. Um, but yeah, we um, also booked restaurants well in advance just so that they knew that um, of my dietary requirements they were prepared and everything was kind of just went a lot smoother and um, there was no sort of arguments or having to wait around on the day um, because I needed wheelchair assistance or they didn't know of my requirements so just pl please be aware you've got to understand that if you want people to be understanding you've got to allow them to understand and that starts with um, obviously pre-planning pre-organizing and letting them know and um, I've just like obviously covered the fact that you can obviously gain massively on booking well in advance and especially in the winter season so please take advantage of that um I know sometimes people struggle January February time after Christmas with money and things like that um but please just kind of try and put some money aside and just book even if you book like a couple of tours like every couple of weeks um just so that you're not kind of faced with a, like a large amount um all at once so just please bear that in mind um i'm just gonna keep going through now i've got so many like travel hacks and things um carry on now this is kind of key because i know a lot of people now love to do city breaks and it makes it so much easier that we can just carry on things and um pack everything that we need in one case and um, for three days and take it with us on the plane please be aware that when we do do trips like this um the cabin the overhead cabin do get really really like jam-packed very very quickly so i do recommend that you um a book your seat and make sure you've got a seat on the plane um b try and um obviously get on the plane as soon as possible and get your bag above your head because that is the one thing that really stresses me out if I get on the plane and my bag is like halfway down the other end of the plane there's just nothing worse uh, because if you're like me you've probably forgotten something in your bag and then it's just chaos when especially when it's a short haul flight you've got them coming down with food or you've got them coming down with the um duty free and you can't get down the aisle properly or you need to go to the toilet and oh it's just chaos so um please um try and get on the plane quickly and put your case in the oversight uh, in the you know above the head lockers 
also please be aware that um, the sizes of cabin bags can differ from airline to airline. When you book, um, it does actually state the measurements and the kilograms um, that you're allowed. So please just check this. I know um, of, often you buy um, cabin bags off eBay and Amazon, which are, which are great. But um, sometimes like they don't often say like, obviously the size differs they just kind of say cabin bag blah 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 and then you buy it and then you may go on a Ryanair flight and even though it works on EasyJet and you are fine Ryanair may may have different policies so um it's it's obviously just read the fine print when you're booking or you know get your agent to go through that with you um so that's kind of something to bear in mind also I am fully fully aware because I'm the same that um, medications weigh a ton and we like to keep them with us obviously um, they recommend that we do just in case our um, hold luggage gets lost so carrying your medication with you is challenging at times because it is very very heavy and I'm fully aware that we only get 10 kilograms and so are the airline so if you um, have a lot of medication and your um, baggage is coming above 10 kilos it's um I've, I've heard that it, it, you can make this happen but you need to contact the airline and say look like um I suffer with this I have these medications show proof of your prescription and um, take a picture just email it over the, to them so that they can see how much medication you have um, and then they can give you a, an allowance on your baggage and allow you to take more um, kilograms on because obviously it's not your fault that you have to have so many medications. So it's not like you're purposely taking extra clothes on or taking a laptop on that's like weighing a ton that you could put in hold. Um, it's vital for you to have these medications. So they have to allow for that. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of... Um, a lot of what I wanted to go through there's something like obviously when packing your case what do you need when you're on the plane so um obviously medication is top priority your phone your money your passport your uh, identification like travel um insurance also you need to make sure maybe you've got your driving license with you as well as your passport just in case you lose your passport you need to prove who you are that's very key um, also, like um, I found in America when I was um, sort of booking restaurants, the bigger ones as well, um, they kind of sometimes require identification from you to make sure it, it is actually you that's booked the table because a lot of restaurants get busy in the in the bigger cities. So um, you don't always want to carry your passport around with you. So your driving license is um, a good way of doing that. Um, so keep that with you. Also, your money, make sure that you're not changing your currency at the airport. The rates are horrendous. Um, make sure you've done it before, either with your bank or MNS is very good. Um, I recommend that or even at the post office. Um, so please be organised with all of that. And um, make sure you've got your keys with you. Um, obviously, all your travel documents and your boarding cards, your health insurance, your EU health card. Um, all of that make sure you can also like get um tr amazing travel organizers right now where you can just like literally store everything in and it's just you zip it all up Um, you can get them in bright colors which i highly recommend so you can find them in your bag very easily so that's something to um invest in and they're quite cheap as well so and um, that's something probably worth 
getting just to keep everything you know together then you also have like your plastic bag with all your liquids in please be aware that they they can't go over 100 mil and you can't have more than sort of 10 items in your bag and your bag must fasten and um, they're very very strict on this so please make sure um of all of that and those are kind of the main things that you sort of need in your bag but if you want to kind of keep yourself busy make sure maybe you've got your mindful activity with you a book your kindle um, if you have a tablet make sure that you've pre-downloaded your films and things like that if you're going to be listening to podcasts make sure they're pre-downloaded as well so you've got all of that sorted and done um i also think like we didn't this time and we we don't normally um but you can also with the airline pre-book your food now this is something that i didn't realize until recently but it used to be that over four hours you got your meal included in the flight they've now changed that to seven hours and now like mid-haul flights you have to sort of purchase your food from the the um in-flight cafe now the in-flight cafe there's a an amazing range and you can get some great deals so normally kind of like a sandwich wrap or like um, a hot sort of bacon bun with a soft drink and a snack is normally about six to seven fifty depending on your airline um and there's there's quite a range of things so there's like obviously vegan options there's your meat options the vegetarian options and things like that and it's hot and cold um but we didn't do it on this flight on the way back and normally we're fine with food normally like they have plenty in and but they actually ran out on the easyjet flight that we came back on recently and i know that easyjet do sort of 20 percent off food if you pre-book so it may be something that if you know that you're sort of traveling in the height of the season and it's a busy flight and book your food in advance so that you can make sure you can get what you want because me and my mum might what my mum got the last sort of chicken sandwich but she wanted a bacon bun um and I had to go with the meze box which wasn't ideal um so yeah just bear that in mind and it's something to consider but like I say if you've been in the airport lounge um it may be something that you don't really need anyway so I hope that's kind of helped um yeah i hope i've kind of run through everything like i said when it comes to pre-booking and parking hotels fast track lounges and all of that i can help you with all of that i can also advise you on sort of um contacting the airline and what you need to do and step by step with that as well so i think um well I hope that's helped you because I think that's really kind of all these hacks of I've really kind of started implementing into my travel and it's really really helping me find like it goes a lot smoother I've like kind of feel like I've aced the travel sort of um process because for me it always used to be the, the vacation only started when I got to the resort because the airport situation just used to stress me out so much. So now I'm kind of getting to grips with it and I can kind of sail through and we've kind of aced it and we've made it so much easier, me and my mum. So um, it's been great to be able to share that with you. And obviously with my travel business, I'm learning every day as well. So that's really, really helping. So I hope this has kind of helped you. I hope you've it's kind of encouraged you to kind of step out of your comfort zone and maybe make that trip and know that you are going to be in safe hands and that you know businesses and airlines companies results are going above and beyond now to cater for you in the best way possible they're training their staff and 
so that they can you know just be there for you and actually provide an amazing service for you and make everything so much smoother because like me they want to get you out traveling they want you to explore and take on adventures so i hope you found this useful please contact me if you have any questions or put them in the comments and i will always get back to you because i appreciate you reaching out to me so much and i hope you've enjoyed this episode and tune in for the next one